Greetings, family, and welcome to another message. The title of my message today is Raise Your Expectation. Raise your expectation. While the world is saying to us, don't raise your hopes high. I am here to encourage you that raise your expectation. Many people are not trusting God for miracles. Many people have stopped trusting God for breakthroughs. Many people have stopped expecting more from God. They've accepted the status quo. I'm here this morning to encourage you, child of God, that raise your expectation. Don't lower your expectation. Now is not the time to be lowering our expectation, but now is the time to be raising our expectation. Raise your expectation. Paul in the book of Philippians, Paul is in prison and he has been in prison several times. He has been beaten several times, but in this one occasion in prison, he writes in Philippians chapter 1 verse 19 to 20. He says, for I know that as you pray for me and the spirit of Jesus Christ helps me. This will lead to my deliverance. Although the circumstances are not looking good, although I am in prison, but I know that this will lead to my deliverance. He goes on to say, for I fully expect and hope that I will never be ashamed. Here is Paul in a situation that was hopeless, but he raised his expectation of what was going to happen. He says, I'm going to be delivered despite what I'm experiencing. I am a child of God to say, raise your expectation. Now is not the time to be lowering your expectation, but now is the time to be raising your expectation. Charles Catering, an American inventor, a gentleman, a businessman, an engineer that has over 180 patents, says this. And some of his patents were the cash register. He invented the motor car electric starter. He was involved in inventing the generator. He also invented leaded petrol and also the incubator for premature babies. And this gentleman Charles says, high achievement is grounded on high expectation, not just sometimes, but high achievement is always achieved on the basis of high expectation. That is why I'm saying today, child of God, raise your expectation. Now is not the time to be lowering your expectation. Raise your expectation. What is expectation? Expectation is a strong belief that something good or something bad will happen. It is a belief that something is going to happen. It is a belief that something is going to happen. Now, child of God, your expectation depends on the premise in which you stand. If you are standing on fear, your expectation will be pessimistic. Your expectation will be something worse. Your expectation will be it's not going to get better. Your expectation will be we cannot expect anything better here. However, if your expectation is based on faith, your expectation will be positive. What you are expecting will be greater than what you are experiencing. What you are expecting will be much more than what you are seeing because your expectation is is based 
on faith. Your expectation is based on faith. Now remember, child of God, you've not been given a spirit of fear, but you've been given a spirit of power. Hope has been poured into your life. So don't expect from a premise of fear. Don't expect from a premise of worry. I'm saying to you, child of God, don't expect. Don't expect from a position of fear. But expect from a position of faith. Because the Bible also says in the book of Romans, Romans chapter 15, I pray that God... The source of hope will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. God is the source of hope. He has poured hope into us. Let us expect from a premise of hoping for something better. Hope is not hoping for something worse, but hope is hoping for something much, much better. This morning, child of God, I am here to encourage you that raise your expectation on the premise of faith. Raise your expectation on the premise of faith. Now, very often, we have lowered our expectation based on our experience. We've been disappointed many a times. We've been let down many a times so it is better to suffer pain when your expectation is at its lowest because your fall will not be great but I'm here to tell you child of God that you are not of this world you've got a father so raise your expectation let your expectation be much greater much greater take your expectation to the highest level have expectation have expectation for greater things in your life don't just accept things as they are expect God to move in your life child of God I found this quote that says, I find my life is a lot easier the lower I keep my expectations. I am a child of God to say, these are not words that should be coming from you, child of God. These are words of the world, not words of a child of God, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Therefore, how can you say my life is easier the lower I keep my expectation? No, child of God, don't let disappointment, don't let disappointment lower your expectation. Don't let your experience lower your expectation. But trust in the Lord. I'm reminded in the Bible, in the book of Ruth, Naomi leaves Bethlehem because of famine and goes to the land of Moab. And when she's there, her husband, her two sons die. And she comes back later to a town, Bethlehem. And when she gets there, there's a stare. And people say, is this not Naomi? And hear what Naomi says in Ruth chapter 1 verse 20. She said to them, do not call me Naomi, meaning sweetness, pleasant. Call me Mara. Bitter, for the Lord has caused me great grief and bitterness. So Naomi has had an experience, and because of her experience, she has lowered her expectation of God. I left here with my husband. I left here with my two sons. But look at me coming back now. I'm coming back without my family. I'm coming back with a daughter-in-law. My husband is dead. My two sons are gone. Don't call me pleasant. 
Call me bitterness. Child of God, I was moved by her comment there. For she says, the Almighty has caused me great grief and bitterness. Let me just take a detour here, child of God, and just say to you, grief and bitterness does not come from God. God has plans to prosper you. God has plans to give you a good future. God has plans to give you hope and a good future. Grief and bitterness does not come from God. Don't let the devil deceive you. Grief and bitterness comes from the devil. It is the work of the devil. Jesus did not come here to steal, kill, and destroy. That is the work of the devil. Jesus came so that we could have life and have life in abundance. I like the living translation which says in John 10 verse 10 Jesus says my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life bitterness is not from God grief is not from God Jesus was sent here to give us a rich and a satisfying life so how can a rich and a satisfying life be associated with grief and bitterness that is the work of the devil now we lower our expectation because of our experience, just like Naomi did here. Let me look at another aspect. Sometimes we pray without expecting God to answer our prayers. We pray without believing. It is possible to pray and not believe that God will answer your prayers. That is why Jesus says in the book of Mark, Mark chapter 11, verse 24, he says, therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Believe that you receive them. So it is possible to pray and not believe. And therefore, you are not going to receive. So it is very important, child of God, that even when we pray, we pray with expectation that we will receive. I'm reminded of a story that is found in the book of Acts, Acts chapter 12. There's a famous story. Peter is in prison. Peter is in prison and the church engages in an intense intercession that night. They gather to pray to God that may God release Peter from prison. In Acts chapter 12 verse 5, the Bible says, But while Peter was in prison, the church prayed very earnestly for him. Another version says the church went into a season of intense intercession asking God to free him. Now this is what happens. God sends the angel to go and release Peter from the prison without any harm. The angel takes him out of prison. He realizes when he's out of prison that I'm actually out of prison. And then he walks to the house of Mary where he thinks the church is gathered. When he gets there, he knocks at the door. And when he knocks at the door, a young girl servant comes and opens the door. They are praying inside, interceding inside that may God release him from prison. The the girl opens the door and hears his voice and is 
so overjoyed that she forgets what she came here for. She closes the door and goes back to tell them that I heard his voice. This is the interesting part. She says, I heard his voice and I knew it was Peter. What is this saying to me? It's saying to me, while they were praying, she was part of that prayer, but she expected God to answer. When she gets to everyone else that is praying, they say to her, you've lost your mind. Leave us to pray. You've lost your mind. You are wasting our time here. We are praying that God releases Peter. You are saying Peter is at the door. You are out of your mind. She insists until they say to you, okay, we hear you. You might have seen something, but could it be that you've seen the angel of Peter. Now here are people praying. I said to you, it was a session of intense intercession. They are praying for Peter and Peter has been released. He's knocking at the door, but because they have not believed that God will answer their prayers, even when the answer is knocking at the door, they are still praying earnestly. Eventually they go and open the door and the Bible says they saw Peter. And they were amazed. Let us not be a people that pray to God and are amazed when God answers. Because it means when we pray, we do not believe. Because when God has answered, you expect that thing to happen. So when it does happen, it doesn't amaze you. It's not a surprise. That is why when you walk away from prayer, you start to give thanks to God. Because you're expecting, like a pregnant woman, you're expecting that something is going to birth. You're expecting that your prayer has been answered. So when your answer shows up, don't be surprised. Don't be amazed. Now contrast this. Contrast this. With Elijah the prophet. The story is found in 1 Kings chapter 18. Elijah has prayed that there be no rain. And then when we get to chapter 18 verse 41. Then Elijah said to Ahab. Go get something to eat and drink. For I hear a mighty rainstorm coming. I hear a mighty rainstorm coming. For three years there's been no rain. But Elijah here is saying, I'm expecting rain. I'm expecting rain. I may not see it now, but Ahab go and eat. And because I'm hearing the sound, I am hearing the sound of heavy rain. We've not had rain for three years, but I'm hearing the sound of rain. While Ahab goes and eats, Elijah goes up to Mount Camel and he bows on the ground and puts his head between his legs. He says to his servant, go and look out toward the sea. The servant goes and comes back and says, master, I see nothing. I don't see anything. And Elijah says, go again. Go again because I'm expecting something. Go again, I'm expecting something. You may not see, go again, I'm expecting something. The servant goes and the Bible says seven times this happened. And finally, on the seventh time, verse 44, the Bible says, his servant told him, I saw a little cloud about the size of a man's hand rising from the sea and Elijah says 
This is what I've been expecting. It may be as small as a human's fist, but I'm expecting a mighty storm from this little thing that you say you are seeing. Therefore, go and tell Ahab to finish what he's eating and rush because he'll, the storm may prevent him from getting to where he needs to go back to, to his house. Go and tell him now. So child of God, here is a man that was expecting. He refused to let go. He said, I'm praying here. I'm expecting the miracle from God. I'm expecting a breakthrough for this famine. I am not going to let go until I see it. And when he sees something that resembles rain, he says, it may be as small as a human fist, but this is the rain. And then if you read it on, verse 45, it says, And soon the sky was black with clouds, and a heavy wind brought a terrific storm, and Ahab left quickly for Jezreel. Child of God, contrast this with Naomi, who expected nothing, contrast this with the, with the followers of Peter, with the church that was in intercession for something and continued in intercession. And the thing that they had been praying for was standing at the door waiting to be let in. But they were continuing to pray. Because they didn't believe. But here is the prophet Elijah saying, as I put my head between my legs, I know the God that I serve. I know the mighty king that is going, he's coming through for me. We've not seen rain for three years, but he's coming through because I'm expecting, I've raised my expectation. I'm expecting more. Hallelujah. I remember another story, child of God. I'm encouraging you with these stories. I'm encouraging with these stories in the Bible that raise your expectation. I remember another story of Martha, Mary, and Lazarus found in the book of John chapter 11. And Martha and Mary sent their servants to call Jesus to come and heal their brother Lazarus who is sick. They expect that Jesus when he comes here he will bring healing there's an expectation and Jesus does not show up and when Jesus shows up Lazarus is dead for four days he has been buried uh, his body is starting to decompose and when Martha encounters Jesus in about verse 21 Martha says Lord if you had been here my brother would not have died Lord, if you had been here, there was an expectation. I was expecting something from you, Lord, that if you had been here, you'd have healed my brother. And then she goes on to say, but even now, I know that you can ask God and God will give you whatever you ask. Oh. So even now, I am still expecting that you can do something. And Jesus says, your brother shall rise. And Martha says, I know my brother will rise on resurrection day. This made me reflect that many times we think certain things 
are for heaven. We think certain things are for the next life. But Jesus is here saying, no, 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 no. I'm not talking about the resurrection day. I'm talking about now. I will raise your brother now. Not on resurrection day. So although Martha had an expectation for more, here Jesus says, I love your expectation. I love how you are trusting in me, but I'm going to raise your brother now. I'm not sure what she was referring to then, because here when Jesus says, I'm, I'm going to raise your brother, she thinks he's referring to resurrection. But I'm here to tell you, child of God, that Martha had an expectation. She had an expectation that God was going to do something. She had an expectation that Jesus was going to do something. The woman with the issue of blood, the woman with the issue of blood had an expectation. She expected, she believed that if I could touch the helm of his garment, I would be healed. She expected healing when she touched his garment. But Amaius, when he was called by Jesus, he took off his coat because he expected that when he comes back here, he will not need his coat. Someone else who needs it can take it, but he's not coming back here blind. He's not coming here to wear a beggar's coat when the king of kings is in the neighborhood. Glory to Jesus. The book of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35 says, so do not throw away this confident trust in the Lord. Remember the great reward it brings you. Do not throw away this confident trust. Expect, expect something. Expect a reward. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 says, without faith it is impossible to please God. Those that uh, come to him, must believe that he exists and believe that he's a rewarder. So there's an expectation that God will reward. Come to God with an expectation of reward. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Let me just take another detour here, child of God, to actually say, may your words be in an expression of your expectation. Don't wake up in the morning and say, oh, it's going to be a bad day. Oh, I feel like I'm going to fall sick. Oh, I think I'm catching a cold. Just say, I wake up this morning and this is the day that the Lord has made. I shall rejoice. I shall be glad in it. I'm expecting God's power. I'm expecting God's miracles. That is why the Bible says, let the weak say I am strong. Because you are expecting strength in your weakness. You are not expecting your weakness to deteriorate, but you are expecting strength. You are expecting strength to rise. Glory to Jesus. I'm reminded of a story in the Bible. This woman hasn't been given a name in the Bible, but she's referred to as a Shumanite woman. This woman's son dies on her laps, and she takes the son and puts him on the bed that she had bought in the room that she had built for a prophet. And she goes to her husband to ask for permission to go and visit the prophet. And the husband asks her, is everything well? Why do you want to go and see the prophet? It's not Sabbath. It's not a new moon. Why do you want to go there? Is there anything that I should be concerned about? The woman says, it is well. 
it is well. She is speaking what she expects. The husband was with the son and the son got sick in the field with him and the husband sends the servants to give the mother the child and the child dies in the mother's arms and the mother comes and asks the husband the mother does not tell the husband that the child is dead because she's not expecting a dead child she's expecting a live child so she speaks life into death she speaks life into a situation that has deteriorated she speaks life she speaks what she expects Glory to Jesus. So the husband allows her to go. And she goes and she says to the servant, let us rush. And they rush. And when they approach their prophet from, from a distance, the prophet sends his servant. And the servant comes to her and says, ma'am, is everything fine? Is your husband fine? Are you fine? Is your child fine? And... The woman says, it is well, it is well. I am saying to you, she expressed her expectation in her words. It's about time we expressed our expectation in our words. I can tell what you expect by the words that you are saying. Oh, it's going to be a lousy day. It's going to another year. It's going to be the worst year ever. You are ready prophesying. You are ready sowing a seed and don't complain when that seed sprouts. I am here to tell you, child of God, there's a better way in life. There's a better way there's a better way you're a child of God you've got a master behind you you can begin to expect greatness you can begin to speak life where there's death you can begin to speak to bones and bones can become alive you can begin to speak what you expect in a situation and don't and don't confirm the situation glory to Jesus you know the story we read about the prophet when he was praying for rain he spoke words to Ahab before he saw the rain because he was expecting I am here child of God to encourage you that it's about time really that we started to confess our expectation and may our expectation be grounded on faith but not on fear may our expectation be grounded on God glory to Jesus let us say in the remainder of this year God is going to do mighty works the best days are ahead of me the glory of the future will be greater than the glory of the past glory to Jesus amen 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 now child of God as I continue it's important that as I said when I opened we have lowered our expectation based on our experiences so it's important that we don't base our expectation based on our experience because our experience has a lot to do with our ability has a lot to do with our resources don't base your expectations on your resources on your talents on your capabilities because those capabilities were given to you those talents were given to you those resources came from the source and the source is 
God. So base your expectation not on the resources, but base your expectation on the source. Because when you base your expectation on the resources, like the disciples that looked at the five loaves of bread and said, this is not enough to feed, but they forgot to focus on the source. And the source was right in front of them there. The source was Jesus. So they lowered their expectation based on the resources that were there. I am saying to you, child of God, don't lower your expectation based on what you have. Number two, I said it in my opening remarks, don't base your expectation on your past experiences. Don't base them on your past experiences because I know the God that I serve is doing mighty works in your life. Let me say to you, the thing that brought you here is not the same thing that will take you there because if it's taking you there, then you are not going higher, you are going across. Glory to him. Don't base your expectation on your previous experience. That is why God says to the Israelites in the book of Isaiah, he says, I am doing a new thing. Can you not see it? It's something new. It has never been done before. There is nothing wrong with remembering my goodness there. It is good. It was good for that time. But here I am doing a new thing. I am bringing freeways where there were no freeways. Then I parted the sea and there was dry land. But here I am bringing water into areas that have never seen water. So I'm saying to you, child of God, don't limit God don't base your expectations on your previous experience because God is doing something new don't limit God don't box God because of what is done in the past expect greater things than what is done for you in the past I'm saying you child of God base your expectation on the goodness of God. Base your expectation on the greatness of God. That is why it's important that our expectation don't box God by basing your expectation on what is done before because God is forever doing a new thing. That is why the Bible says his mercies are fresh every day. Yesterday's mercies, yes, they may not have been finished, but God has fresh mercies for you today. So don't base your expectations on what God did yesterday. It does give you faith. It does confirm that God is still on the throne, but expect greater things today. Glory to you, Jesus. As I continue and draw to a close, I'm saying to a child of God, let your expectation be centered on God. Psalm 5 verse 3, David says every morning I pray, he says, listen to my voice in, in the morning, Lord. Each morning I bring my request to you and wait expectantly. So each morning I bring my prayers and I expect something new each morning. Glory to him. Psalm 37, 39 verse 7, the amplified version says, and now Lord, what do I wait for and expect? My hope and expectation are on you. May your expectation be grounded 
on God. Let your expectations not be grounded on pastors. Let your expectation not be grounded on, on those around you. They will disappoint you, but God will never disappoint you. Let your expectations be grounded on God. Romans 4 verse 18. This is Abraham being reflected on here. The Passion Translation says, Against all odds, when it looked hopeless, Abraham believed the promise and expected God to fulfill it. He took God at his word and as a result, he became the father of many nations. God's declaration over him came to pass. Glory to Jesus. Here is a man here, way over his age, way over his age of ever bearing a child. But the Bible says here, against a hopeless situation, Abraham believed the promise and expected God. He expected God. I'm here to say to you, child of God, have an expectation from God. Have an expectation of God. Let your expectation not be centered anyway, but let your expectation be centered on God. Glory to Jesus. Expect God to perform miracles in your life. Expect God to perform the most extraordinary things in your life. Raise your expectation. Raise your expectation that God can do better than what I'm thinking. Raise your expectation that the situation may look dire, but I'm raising my expectation that even now God can still change my situation. Raise your expectation because God can do the impossible. Raise your expectation because God can do the impossible. There is nothing that is too hard for God. There is nothing that is impossible with God. Don't limit God by your expectation. Your expectation is fertile ground for the manifestation of God's miracles. You know, you will eat, you will feed, you will enjoy at the level of your expectation. Raise your expectation. Expect God to make a way for you when there is no way because God is the way maker. Expect God to say that God even in this situation where I don't see a way but I know you are going to make a way because you've not stopped making a way my God. Because even when I'm tempted, Father, you always make a way for me to escape. You always create space for me to escape the temptation. Expect God to perform a miracle beyond your expectation. People have stopped believing God for a miracle. People have stopped believing that God can wipe out debt immediately. People have stopped believing God that God can enrich you, can pour his gifts to you, the gifts of the Spirit to you. I'm saying to you, child of God, raise your expectation because God can perform. God will perform. God still performs miracles beyond what you've seen, beyond what you've heard, beyond what you've ever thought. Glory to him. Raise your expectation, child of God. Because God is a provider of more than enough. God will provide for you in whatever situation. Raise your expectation that even though I don't see it happening, even though I don't see resources, but I don't know how, but I know my God will provide for me.
Because he's not just a God of provision, but he's a God of more than enough provision. He's El Shaddai, the almighty God. He's a God that supplies that so that there's more than enough. That is why the Israelites in the early days could pick up so much manna that was more than enough for the day. Because God always provides more than enough. When Jesus fed the multitude, there was always more than enough. And he was just giving us an example there that I am your provider, I am your feeder, I will give you more than enough. When I bless you, I don't just bless you for your own self. I bless you abundantly so that you may be a blessing to others. Glory to Jesus. Expect God to keep his promises. Raise your expectation, child of God. Raise your expectation that God will keep his promises because child of God every word that comes from God is destined to fulfill its purpose there is no word that comes from God that never fulfills its purpose am I speaking to someone this morning am I speaking to someone every word that comes from God when he created the world he caused the word to separate darkness from light he caused the word he spoke the word and it separated the sky from the waters. He spoke the word and the word separated the sea, the water from land. And each time he spoke his word, his word never came back empty, but fulfilled whatever he set it to fulfill. And each time he would say, it is good. I am here to tell you, child of God, that as God's promises, as God's promises are fulfilled in your life, God is saying in heaven, it is good. Glory to the King. In the book of Hebrews, Hebrews 11 verse 11, the Bible says, By faith, even Sarah herself received ability to conceive even beyond the proper time of life, since she considered him faithful who had promised. Glory to Jesus. Raise your expectation, child of God, because God is a faithful God. He will not let you down. He will not abandon you. He will not forsake you. God is a faithful God. Raise your expectation of what God can do in your life, because God keeps his promises. In the book of Joshua, Joshua says, this is my version. Now, people of Israel, just tell me what promise has God not fulfilled? And he says, God has fulfilled every promise. Glory to him. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 23 says, Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. Raise your expectation because God is faithful. Your expectation is premised on God and no one else. And God is faithful. Raise your expectation for God to restore your life. God is a restorer, child of God. He says to the Israelites in the book of Deuteronomy 30 verse 9. He says, the Lord your God will then make you successful in everything you do. He will give you many children and numerous livestock and he will cause your fields to produce 
abundant harvest. For the Lord will again delight in being good to you as he was to your ancestors. Glory to him. The Israelites had lost many things in the journey. But God says, if you obey me, I will restore. Child of God, God is a restorer. He restored our position with himself through Jesus Christ. We're a befallen nation. We're a forgotten nation. We're people that were not worthy to come before God. But God reconciled us with his son, Jesus Christ. What more restoration can we ever want than that one if God could release his son so that he could restore us won't God restore whatever has been taken away from us the Bible says when the thief is discovered he is requested to return sevenfold what is stolen I'm saying to you child of God things that have been stolen from you whether through bad decisions that you actually made or just happened i'm saying to you and i'm declaring it over your life as you listen to this message that god is going to restore those things seven times the job that you are earning 1.1 million god is going to cause you to earn seven million glory to jesus because he is restoring what has been taken away from you. Glory to Jesus. You may be divorced. Yes, Jesus does not like divorce. And it's a divorce out of your control. There was adultery in the relationship. But I'm here to say to you, raise your expectation. God is bringing to you someone more. Seven times. Seven times better than what? you have lost expect God to do exceedingly abundantly above that which you ask or expect because God is a God that does exceedingly abundantly above child of God as I close I'm saying to you let us stop lowering our expectations of God let us stop lowering the abundant life that God has for us. It's time we said enough is enough and rose above and said there's something better here. David, a young man, came in there with a higher expectation that my God, the God that I serve, will deliver you Goliath into my hands and I will cut your head off while these others their expectation was it is what it is it is what it is and I'm saying to you child of God it's about time we stopped talking the language of this world it may be what it is but it's not what it is. God is going to change your situation. Your situation is about to change. Begin to have higher expectations of what the Lord can do in your life, in your situation. Glory to Jesus. Maybe you are in our midst. 
Maybe you are listening to the message and you haven't accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior. I want to accept, extend this opportunity to you that you may accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, that you may invite him into your life. It's a very simple one. Just say this prayer with me. Heavenly Father, I thank you for Jesus. I thank you that you released Jesus to come and die for my sins, to wash away my sins. Jesus, I accept you as my Lord and Savior today. From today, my sins are forgiven. I am a new creation. I thank you, Jesus. From today, I am a child of God. Eternal life is my destiny. Eternal life is my provision in Jesus' most precious name. If you've said that prayer, today you are a born-again believer. Today you've entered the kingdom of God. Today you can consider yourself destined for heaven. Begin the journey of walking by faith. Begin the journey of trusting in God to grow you spiritually. In Jesus' most precious name, amen.